This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. We want to continue our study uh, in 1 Peter chapter 3. We've been bringing you several messages, several studies there, and we are, uh, we're progressing along, as it were, pretty well, and moving on, and we're in chapter 3 now, and uh, we've been looking at verse 15 for a couple of mornings. There in the latter part, of that verse where the apostle Peter tells us be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear in our last study we looked for a while at what the hope of the believer is not what is not the hope of the believer uh, or either the false hope if you want to call it that and uh, how much error we see in the religious world today in the religious circles, seemingly everything goes now. Nothing is uh, forbidden. No, there's no one standing firm hardly anymore and proclaiming uh, God's word. I know that many years ago you could just about be assured that if you heard uh, a message, it was the true message. But no longer is that so, my friend. Now Satan has his emissaries uh, in every uh, place, and uh, we just have to be careful. And what is the consequence now? It's that men and women uh, don't know what to believe, don't know what they believe. They're deceived by Satan and his emissaries to the fact of their lost condition. Nobody's lost today. You see anybody lost, my friend, in your church? Have you heard anybody stand up and say, Pastor, pray for me, I'm lost? You don't hear it, no. No, they rest their souls on a sandy foundation based on uh, what some man says. Uh, come on, trust Jesus, pray this little prayer, and then there's no repentance there. There's no turning from sin. There's no uh, remorse over their sin. But this morning I want to try and tell you uh, of the hope that lies in the believer's bosom. Let me make it personal. Let me just tell you of the hope that lies in my own bosom this morning. Once I was a lost sinner, but I never knew it. Once I was just content to be a member of the local church, and uh, there was no joy in my heart. There wasn't. And uh, no, 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 no praise in my heart, no joy in my heart or soul. I had no testimony of saving grace. I didn't. But all the while, I was blinded and could not see my true condition. But by the mercy and grace of God, <coughs> I was awakened uh, one day to my lost condition. It was the Spirit's work. But humanly speaking, he brought me under the ministry uh, of our late Pastor Shelton, under the old gospel tent. I believed I was saved, but before too many services, the Holy Spirit began to show me, began to, to prick my heart. That's what the Lord does. He begins to uh, slowly to prick at your heart, to just uh, put the pointed arrow there, the word to go home. The Bible says that his word, God's word, is sharper than any two-edged sword. And he begins to, to, to stick the point of God's word there into that heart. And he began to show me that uh, all was, everything was just an empty void there in my heart. I would hear other believers talk of Christ and what he meant to them, and I knew nothing at all of what they were talking about. I just thought that, uh, that you know, that there was something wrong with them, but I didn't know it was with me. My heart was as cold and hard as a stone. All I knew was that I had made a decision for Jesus, walked down the aisle one night, 
and uh, immediately they baptized me. It seemed like they try to uh, baptize you before you get away. But I believe that that was salvation because the man there represented himself as a man of God. Uh, uh, told me that now you're saved and uh, bound for eternal uh, bliss with the Lord. But the Lord never left me there. Isn't that grace, my friend, this morning? Isn't that grace that the Lord never left me there? Has the Lord uh, brought you out of a false hope, my friend, this morning? He kept on probing my heart. He let me see uh, the emptiness was there, the shallow testimony which I had. The old, the old trailblazer used to say that some of those folks are on a profession. Their, their, their testimony sounds like an acorn in a gallon bucket. You ever done that when you was a kid? Put an acorn or a small rock or two in a, in a bucket and uh, banged it around and hear the noise that come out of it? We did that for entertainment back when I was a child. But uh, that's what it sounded like. Sounded like a, an empty, uh, just an empty shell, doesn't it? No substance there. And uh, I had continued uh, uh, in that way, my friend. Yes, but... Uh, uh, Christ, I, I didn't know a word of how Christ died for sinners, and I knew nothing about being a sinner. I was all, I always believed that sinners were the drunkards and the wife beaters and the gamblers and the whoremongers, and that's who I thought were sinners. I did, and that's what I thought. But now I begin to see by the light of the gospel how that I, I was a totally depraved, totally lost, hell-deserving sinner. Yes, I began to see that there was no goodness in me, and that would uh, nothing that would recommend me to God. I forgot about all others, my friend. I didn't. I didn't. I. I, I just turned my head away from other folks. I never said, "Oh, you know, so and so, such a sinner." I'm. I'm just as good as they are. No, no, my friend. I turned away from all those things. That didn't affect me at all. I knew then that I, I was a lost sinner, and that if I didn't receive a pardon. If I didn't find a substitute for my sin, I would die and spend eternity apart from the Lord. Yes, yes, my friend. Uh, that's right. Until this time in my life, I never thought one thing about a substitute. I didn't know uh, that the Lord had provided a substitute for sinners. What does a substitute mean to someone who's never been guilty of any sin? And I, uh, nor any other sinner, sees nothing wrong in their heart until the Holy Spirit awakens them, as he did to me. I, I, I yeah, uh, looking back at that time, there was much uh, uh, searching in my heart and much agonizing over my sin and my sin nature. But through it all, through it all, my Lord brought me to the place where I knew I must have a substitute for my sin. I did. He brought me to that place uh, to take my place, someone to take my place, for, for I, couldn't, I couldn't pay my debt. What a hopeless and helpless condition to find yourself in. But listen, my friend, the Lord never left me there. No, he gave me grace. Uh, he gave me the promises one after another. He knew how to keep my eyes looking uh, for the Redeemer and for uh, redemption in Christ, my friend. Now, he did. And when all hope was gone, when I came to my wit's end, as it were, I literally fell as it, at, my, at the Lord's feet uh, in, in, and uh, took my place as a sinner. In my sight, in my own apprehension, I was lost uh, forever. But when I came there to that place of no return, then the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, revealed to me that Christ had died for me. Folks have asked me, what do you mean by Christ being revealed 
to the human heart. Let me say this, that there are no two people who undergo the same degree of Holy Spirit conviction. The Lord knows how to bring a sinner down, uh, where to bring you to, but through it, throughout the time of conviction, he shows us uh, through his word precious promises from his word and when Christ is revealed to the heart all of those promises many of them all of the truths that you have heard that you have read uh, come together in bringing about Christ being revealed to your heart yes my friend uh, it's in, in the word of God that you find Christ the spirit takes a portion of scripture or several portions of scripture and makes Christ real to your heart reveals to you my friend convinces you that you can trust the Lord that's what salvation is he holds up Christ as your substitute as your redeemer and your savior salvation is coming to know Christ and all of this is in the hands of our Lord he knows when you're broken up off of every false hope. He knows when you can, when you are trusting the Lord with all your heart. He knows when you uh, get honest with the Lord and want to be saved more than anything else in this world. Listen, my friend, listen. I want to tell you one thing. Salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor old sinner. Salvation is dying to the world. When the Lord saves you, uh, you're not coming back. No. No, all those bridges are burned, my friend. They are. They're gone. You will not be as Lot's wife. She left Sodom. She left Sodom, yes. The angels had her by the hand. She left Sodom, but uh, she left her heart there in Sodom. But when God saves a sinner, his heart's not left in the world. No, so Lot's wife looked back. But my friend, a sinner, uh, when the Lord saves him, he don't look back. Folks tell me, oh, I don't know if I can hold on. I don't know if I can uh, hold, hold out. Uh, I don't know this and I don't know that. But my friend, that's just an excuse. When Christ is revealed to your heart, he becomes your strength. He becomes your all in all. And you've been made to see uh, that within yourself you can do nothing. No, you just as a child, just uh, the scripture speaks of the of the, uh, the the little children. That's what you become, just as a little child. You don't know anything. You don't have anything. You don't have any strength. No, uh, not, not one thing can a sinner do in his salvation. For if he did, if he did, he would always hold it up to the Lord. Look what I did in coming to Christ. But Christ is the sinner's complete salvation. Now, let me say that again, folks. Christ is our salvation. It's not the church. It's not uh, the, the Sunday school class. It's not uh, uh, having the, the pastor as your friend or, or your loved one. Or, it's not those things. Salvation is Christ. Salvation, my friend, is knowing the Lord. He gives you a new heart and a new nature. And then day by day and night after night, uh, my friend, uh, we cry out unto the Lord, Lord, keep me. Lord, hold me, for you know how sinful and how wretched I really am by nature. And then the old heart longs uh, for the old life. But praise the Lord, we are a new creature now in Christ. That He's our refuge, our shelter in the time of storm. So Peter tells us here, tells you and me, always be ready to give an account of a, of a, or a reason for the hope and I tell you today that Christ is that reason for that hope within me this morning. I have nothing else. No, no, I, I don't. 
Christ plus nothing and minus nothing. He is the sinner's hope. I know that we live in a world where folks don't want the gospel. They want their own way. Many of you won't have... Uh, uh, the gospel this morning. You want your own way. But I tell you ever uh, one thing, before you ever get saved, if you ever do, before you are born again, you will bow your knee unto the Lord. Let me tell you something, folks. Did you know the Lord doesn't need you? God doesn't need you in your little penny-ante rebellion. God doesn't... There's uh, not, not one thing you can do uh, to uh, add to the glory of God, my friend. No. No, but your knee will bow one day if you're ever saved. And then as God's child, your cry will be day by day, Lord, keep me humble. Keep my heart clean. Don't let me run ahead of your will. That's the, that's the cry of every born-again child of God. I know that's my heart. I see the world proud of who they are and proud of what they have, proud of their so-called religion. But Christ is not in those things, my friend. They know nothing of a substitute for sin. You ask them if they're saved, and many will say, well, I hope so. I believe I am. I joined the church when I was a child and have believed in Jesus all my life. Uh, my friend, that's not salvation. Uh, how are you living day by day? The old trailblazer often told us here that the old yellow dog in the backyard will know when you get saved. My friend, I believe that's true. I've seen that come to pass. And I, I'm just happy to be with you this morning to give you just a, a, a thumbnail sketch of what the Lord has done for me in my life. He tells me to be ready to give an account, and I do. And that's, that's my hope this morning is that the Lord uh, is uh, died for me. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to a close. Our mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.